Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Athletic Brewing Company is reimagining beer for the modern active adult. Their great-tasting athletic craft brews let you enjoy the refreshing taste of craft beer without the alcohol or the hangover. You can enjoy them anytime, anywhere, and still be healthy, active, and at your best. And win AB1 North American Brewer of the Year at the International Beer Challenge, the judges were shocked to find out it was alcohol-free. I mean, seriously? Buzz-free beer that is better than the rest. And to top it all off, as part of Athletic Brewing, two for the Trails program, 2% of all their sales are donated to causes and organizations that support healthy, outdoor, active living through park and trail cleanup and maintenance. Whether you've decided to cut alcohol out of your life for good, for a night, or just one drink, Athletic Brewing Company provides an option without compromises that you're guaranteed to enjoy. To try their award-winning non-alcoholic beers, go to athleticbrewing.com. Use the code PNF20. You'll save 20% off your first order. There is free shipping on orders of two six-packs or more, or you can use their store finder to find it on shelves near you. Athletic Brewing. Brew without compromise. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're listening to Bass Fishing for News on the Paddle and Fin Podcast with your hosts Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Lavery. With me is my trusty uh, co-host, Mr. Ryan Milford. How's it What's going, up? Ryan? What's going on, Sean? Not much, man. So thanks everybody for joining us once again. Um, 
Before we jump into our guest, um, my uh, good friend Ryan has something he wanted to share with you all, so uh, I'll let him break that down. Yeah, uh, I wanted to shout it out for anybody that's local to me, Middle Tennessee area, that uh, I'm going to be kind of helping out with a trail. Um, if people that listen, if you uh, remember Ethan Jett for, towards the end of the year, we had him on, interviewed him. Well, he's uh, started up this, this little trail out at Williamsport here local. It's ran by TWRA. It's like, it's, well, it's basically you're going to have three of these ponds to choose from if you've never been out there. Um, but yeah, it's kayak, canoe, boat, bank fishing, all that. Since they're small and trolling motor only, we decided to let everybody in on it. It's still catch photo release. Um, no turn the X or nothing like that. Cause hardly anybody gets a signal out there. So <laughs> it's just going to be, take your picture. Everybody go to check in and check it on your phone. But uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, if you are interested in something like that and you live in the local area or decide you want to travel, um, you can join the Williamsport Bass Trail Facebook group and uh, you can get more information there. We got, uh, got a schedule up and all that good stuff. So cool. hope to see some people out there. That sounds pretty exciting. Congrats on getting in on that, man. That sounds cool. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'm going to help the best I can with that. You know, I've been having to work some Saturdays and, uh, and you know, kids are going to be in sports. So I probably won't be able to make all of them, but, you know, I'm going to help them at the ones that I'm at. So, yeah, should be a fun time. I, I, I really like it out there. It's a cool place to fish. It's got a uh, Florida string bass. It's where I caught my PB, that uh, big 23-incher. Nice. That one, so. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's got some good fish out there. Cool. Well, tonight um, we have a guy who's actually somewhat local to me. Um, uh, we'll let him in here in a second, but um, just uh, he's been on YouTube for a long time. He's been kayak fishing for a long, long time. He, uh, you know, got into this sport back before uh, most of us were even thinking about it. So he's got a lot of great experience. He's got a good YouTube channel, lots of stories I'm sure to share. So uh, without any further ado, we'll welcome Mr. John Toast Oost from the Fish Yacker YouTube channel. Welcome to the show, John. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us, man. So um, like we, we usually do with uh, our guests, we'll uh, first let you uh, just introduce yourself, where you're from, how uh, you can tell how you got into kayak fishing, and we'll go from there. <sighs> I think I can remember that far back. <laughs> uh, well, I'm originally from Portsmouth, Virginia, right there next to Virginia Beach. So I grew up saltwater fishing. That was, you know, my bread and butter back in the day. I even used to guide down that way. Uh a lot of people think I'm just mostly a smallmouth guy, but I've only been, I was trying to tell you the story before we got on air. Uh, I've only been living actually in PA since 2009. And prior to that, I probably could count the number of smallmouth I'd ever caught my entire life on one hand. Uh, <laughs> but people forget about that. So <laughs> yeah, I grew up on the water on the Elizabeth river uh, down in Virginia. 
right around the corner from the Coast Guard base in Portsmouth. And uh, my dad was a Coast Guard officer and in the reserves. And so I grew up around the water. Uh, ended up uh, after college, moved up to Williamsburg, helped start the Williamsburg Kayak Fishing Association. I don't know, like 2000-ish, something like that. Uh, mainly because we were fishing a lot of like tidal cypress swamps and uh, realized our glass boats couldn't get into it. So we started going out of canoes, realized canoes were pretty much miserable and uh, started fishing out of sit inside recreational kayaks and bang, here you are like, I don't know, 21 years later or something like that. <laughs> so I guess it, that it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> You start out with a uh, um, definitely, uh, you know, some old school kayaks, I'm sure. Uh, nothing compared to what you're running today. Um, I know you're running a new canoe, right? Yep. Right now, I got a whole bunch of different new canoes. They're just amazing fishing platforms. Yeah, I, I was telling John before we started that a bunch of the paddle and fin guys have uh, jumped on the new canoe bandwagon. Um, so uh, I don't know that... Uh, I said I told him I was going to go to one of our local outfitters and paddle or test paddle one. <laughs> Ryan, I think, is uh, in the same boat. Yeah, so, they're great. Yeah, uh, I went out. I went with them just after the I classic last year. Yeah, that's they're right. You, you got Jimmy's right. Yeah, well, the one that he was using. Yeah, nice. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> now I'm feeling really alone. I haven't even used it though. <laughs> <laughs> So cool, man. Well, yeah, so you definitely have a lot of history in the sport. So um, that's cool. Uh, so what got you into uh, YouTube? That's probably even a better story, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a career law enforcement officer, right? So I'm one of those guys that has to be like, you know, 100% to be at work or you're not allowed to go to work. I uh, was back in, I don't know, I was already had a couple of different sponsors, been doing a few events and things, traveling a little bit. Uh, but in 2007, like right after YouTube started, I was actually doing what a lot of us say you shouldn't do. I actually picked up a kayak over my head and got a hernia, ended up uh, getting surgery over it. And uh, it was just basically laid up at home bored out of my freaking mind now was before there was any like commercially available stuff right so i just started like jerry rigging stuff in the garage with this old like sharp like hinge handy cam thing whatever the heck it was a built-in screen <laughs> in the back i mean it looked like an old like freaking tape deck or something yeah so i was just doing that in the backyard and in the shed and just filming stuff and throwing it on YouTube before there was anybody even on it. And it just went from there all because of a hernia. So it's not really any good, exciting story. Just kind of pitiful. I have, a kayak, I have a kayak hernia too. So I know exactly what you're dealing with. So, you know, we're the story is don't pick your kayak up over your head because you're right. there you go for the noobs. Don't do this thing <laughs> or you'll be on the table. I don't know. It might work out. It might it make it might launch. Yeah, into, you might uh, get a YouTube. YouTube, uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, you either get abs or cut. <laughs> the wrong type of cut. So you wouldn't recommend that part. Yeah, it didn't work out for me. No, it was the mean, it justified the or the ends justify the means, right? You know, so you know you get to be a. That's right. <laughs> With five and a half million views or something. You never know. You, know, you, you could have just did that in your spare time instead of like creating spare time to do it in. But yeah, 
But I, but I was like, I'm like, what am I, like you said, YouTube was like in its infancy. Infancy, it was like six or eight months old at the time. Wow. So like, I don't make videos. Yeah. It was an accident. <laughs> How long did it take before it really kind of took off for you? It was pretty quick. I mean, you figure back then, uh, Spike had some a couple of videos out, like in Malibu area. Uh, you had Jim Salmon's pre-kayak fishing show, had a couple of his like La Jolla kayak fishing stuff. I mean, we're talking old school. So anybody that went on and looked up kayak fishing on YouTube, I was like, number one, it was like they said, it was only three of us doing it. You know, Rhino had a few videos. Really, it was like four, if anybody, like totally like four. Wow. It was, it was, so I mean, within like a year I had like 3000 subscribers and I'm like, what the heck? And I had no comprehension of like what YouTube was all about until like, I don't know, probably five or six years later. I'm like, Hey, you can actually do stuff with YouTube. So yeah, it was, you didn't think about it. It was just like a place where you could just basically upload your home movies. Right. But yeah, it was only like three or four of us. So back then, like you were like, doing it completely for free like there wasn't no monetization <laughs> um, hang on i'm getting tongue twisted with this monetization monetization you can't, can't, yeah you can't get monetized back then <laughs> and uh yeah we gotta edit that out that sounds yeah you couldn't get monetized back then and all that and i guess people hadn't thought about you know well i can get sponsors to pay me to advertise their stuff on here yet so y'all were just doing it for the love of the sport back then i guess huh it's all it was there was no there was no kayaks kayak fishing it was just you fished and you fished out of a kayak so you went out and you found a local you know found a recreational kayak you know we're fishing out of sit on like sitting sides the guys on the west coast were mostly using them for offshore either going out like with little frenzies and stuff and just dumping over bait to go shark fishing for the, from the surf or they're taking them out like, you know, like Rhino and Spike and those guys are going out like shark fishing out of them. You know, they had the old Malibu twos back in the day. And that was like the cutting edge modern kayak was those kind of Malibu two. Like, Oh, that thing's cool, man. You know, you could fit three people on it and a lot of gear. And they were out there doing that. If you ever get a chance, go on and you'll see the, uh, kayak fishing for like thresher shark style or shark thresher fishing like yak style or something where they're catching like freaking threshers out of a malibu malibu too so yeah we were just using them because you'd like duck under logs and get around cypress trees and stuff that's why we were using them because you know 10 10 canoe will just scare everything in their mom away so it was it was just like yeah but there was no kayak fish. Kayak fishing wasn't a thing. It was just some way to get where you were going. And I'm yeah. sure you uh, DIY everything pretty much back then because there wasn't your yak attacks and your, you know, crates and, you know, everything was probably, you know, you know, hey. And that's why, you know, I think where some of the YouTube stuff really took off is because you could show your ideas and how you rigged and people would be like, Oh my gosh, look at that. He solved that problem, you know, and I could build that same thing. So. Yeah. Swivel snap. Yeah. Swivel snap, a piece of rope and some uh, like Velcro tape. Uh, give me like one second. I'll show you this. I'm going to break everything. But. For the history buffs here. 
this is an original prototype VisiPole. Yeah, look at that. Check that out, dude. Original first generation bungee. Even had like metal leader material holding it together. So <laughs> ancient history, yeah. Uh, at the time, you know, I uh, was one of the guys that helped introduce like Luther into kayak fishing way before any of this like industry stuff. But yeah, we were all fishing down around the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel and we're like, we need lights. And we were just jack legging whatever using these like, you know, Atwood boat flashlights over our shoulder. And uh, he and this guy named Bob just said, hey, let's start making stuff. And that's, that's a, I, I don't know if anyone else even has any more of the prototypes of first Yak Attack product prototype. So that that's shows, that dates it right there. That's a piece of history right there. That's <laughs> It's crazy. I've heard I've heard Luther talk about those like the rooms that they made, and I had never seen one before. Yeah, it's uh, it was like revolutionary, but it was funny because you think you know, <laughs> this was ancient. I, I was going to say the, the production quality has changed quite a bit in the years, but Does, it still yeah, looks like still work. <laughs> this one's like I took the batteries out because it's so old; it started like eating up and stuff, okay. and. Yeah. yeah, it can easily replace me as a tech titan. I mean, it's, it's a little salt water corrosion in it, but yeah, it's all the parts are still here. New batteries, I'm sure it'll work. That's crazy. That's 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 yeah. So I kind of, this little my cave here is kind of I don't know, like an archive in a way. I got all sorts of stuff in here, not just some junk behind me. It, it looks pretty <laughs> impressive. I'll, I'll I'm you know I'd like to go shopping. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to know what's behind the doors. Really. <laughs> you know, they just collapse. So um, you, 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 you've talked a little bit about that you started off in, in uh, Richmond um, for and did a lot of red fishing there, right? Um, and then you, you moved up north uh, by me um, in the my neck of the woods, and um, you started smallie fishing a little more, or a lot more probably. Uh, would you say that's your favorite, or do you miss the redfish fishing, or...? I, I I miss redfish and I and I I'd never shoveled snow till I moved here, right? <laughs> so and and with all the uh you know that that four letter word that starts with a C started this time of year I'm usually back down south several times, hanging out in Florida, Virginia Beach, the whole south. But yeah, my my love is still redfish, speckled trout, uh, and but especially like the lower Chesapeake Bay stuff. That's just that's what I grew up doing. Off our, off our pier in the backyard as a kid. Uh, yeah, I mean, like everybody says, smallmouth pound for pound or the best fight, one of the best fighting fish. But yeah, you get like a upper 20 inch, you know, redfish. I mean, it's a freaking tank the way they just like do a U-turn on you. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah. And going into like the cypress swamps where you're, where you really don't know what you're going to catch. Where I mean, I've been miles up, way up in the creeks off of Chickahominy River, and caught a striper. And on the next cast, you know, catching a largemouth, and then next cast catching a bowfin. That's it's, cool. Yeah. So you don't know what you're going to catch and get in those tidal creeks and stuff. That that's just cool. Yeah. You just don't. You just get lost. You I mean some of those places you got to go in with a GPS, or you're not going right. to find your way out. You got to have GPS because it just looks cypress trees and lily pads everywhere, as far as I can see. So I, I do miss that. Brian, have you ever done any red fishing? I, I have not. I striper is the biggest no, thing I've I, ever really done. So, you know, I, I need to quit, but I, 
I listen to every episode of Dustin's uh, segment, uh, Chasing the Tide. I need to quit because I, I don't think he's done it in the past week or two, but he starts talking about cooking the fish and stuff, and he gets me hungry while I'm at work. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, he talks about that red fishing. And I, I want to try it one day. It's on my bucket list. You know, I've heard he, – he actually just had a guest on recently – was talking about that said that uh that red fishing or people that bass fish but uh only do it because they can't red fish <laughs> and, and you know i was like that shot's fired right there i was like but i gotta try it just to find out so it's it's a piece of red fish with a large mouth with shoulders on it I'm telling hmm. you I mean, and, and you fish for the same type of patterns i mean seriously you can just go and get a, like a 99 cent walmart spinner bait catch redfish on it all day long you just got to find them but it's fun it's a sight fishing for them getting up in flats it's an adrenaline rush and, and the cool thing with like the virginia beach area there lower bay you're at the northernmost range of all the southern species a southernmost range of all the northern species so you catch a little bit of everything and you know i mean you're not seeing everybody using like live shrimp and stuff like if you go down way down south but you know gulp shrimp you know, or spinner baits, you still catch them and pretty much a 12 months fishery too, especially if they're like stripers in the mix. So, I mean, that's still my passion, but uh, I just kind of got hooked into it here. Uh, and I love the Susquehanna, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm spoiled. I got it like four blocks that way. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm, I'm about 15 yeah. minutes away, so I'm not too far either. So, yeah, but. it's awesome. Cool well, man. See the, the the only thing I'd say like bass fishing has like that I can tell you right now bass fishing has on red fishing is at least bass fishing I can do it peacefully knowing that there's not something that can eat me down in there. <laughs> so, so that's you know, just I, fine, you know. If if something can't get you. I don't know, man. It's redfish, and you also got those big center consoles with the, you know, tourists and stuff in them, too. And the weekend motors and stuff will run you through a whole lot more than on a lake, too. So I just, just that's another one, too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of boat traffic. <laughs> you, you, got, you got a point there. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had a wake boat come out of the channel, like when I was fishing off the channel uh, on this, this hump. And I've had a wake boat pulling a skier come out of the channel, like just to come and go like 30 feet right in front of me and throw a big wave at me. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've had a, a couple of close experiences too. And it makes you wonder what kind of people it takes to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to just buzz this guy over here. So yeah, they, they may or may not have gotten a uh, rude gesture for my hand <laughs> yeah you ever you won't ever have those experiences all you need to do is go to the salt water in new jersey <laughs> <laughs> go to jersey and fish for stripers and you'll yeah you'll make a lot of friends <laughs> <laughs> well see uh, you know i've heard a lot of people talk about boats and like while they're in kayaks boats messing with them and stuff i really haven't experienced it a lot down here you know i'm in middle tennessee you know you know in the south you know people seem to be you know respectful for the most part and and you know and you know most of the people that you run into 
there's a good chance they're packing. So that <laughs> makes you respect them a little more. So, but, you've never uh, been to Central Pennsylvania, have you? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. But I am a Steelers fan. So, yeah, it's close enough, right? Right, right. You know, same difference. <laughs> no, I don't, you know, there's parts that when I, I, I went down to Tennessee and there is parts of Tennessee that totally reminded me of central PA. Absolutely. So is, is it pretty, pretty like, uh, I don't know, like that. I'm trying to think of the word right now. I'm, I'm really bad with words tonight. It's uh, it's similar. Let's put it there. Never heard, yeah. The, the first joke that I heard when I moved here, and I'm probably going to offend some people, but I'm actually from the South. And now I live in Pennsylvania, so I guess I can joke on both. I don't know. But the old saying is, yeah, you know, Pennsylvania, you got Philadelphia and Pittsburgh with Alabama in the middle. That's it. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. No, no offense, I love Alabama. I love uh, Alabama. No, but, I mean, that really, you, you, you go between Philadelphia and the Harrisburg is like that vertical East Coast line of the state. And out west, you get like Altoona and Pittsburgh up to Erie. Everything in the middle, which is where, like, I am. They kind of like say, oh, yeah, go to the big oak tree and hang a left and go four more miles. That's it. There's nothing here. Uh, you know, you, you see these videos where people are saying, oh, yeah, when you drive cross country, just gun it down 80 to get across Pennsylvania. And then the rest of the country starts <laughs> just because there's nothing here. I mean, it's it's wilderness. It's actually pretty cool if you like to fish, though. Don't get me wrong. It's great because it's, it's a beautiful area if you like the outdoors. But if you don't like the outdoors, you don't want to hang out here long. So. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I definitely, you know, feel way more at home in small town America than cities or urban areas. You know, I, I'm like a, you know, fish out of water down there. <laughs> I miss the city, but yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't found many redeeming aspects, but I haven't spent much time in big cities either. So, you know. So, I, I I, other, that. what's that? Uh, I was gonna say that area you're talking about. That must be where all of uh, all the red votes came from. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, yeah th this is Trump country. <laughs> it, it is very much. Yeah, so. like like Sean's just on the edge of this part of PA, and like yeah, you go about ten miles west of him, and you're in country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, you're. It's it's well permeated in my area as well. So yeah, <laughs> it's like I eighty one. Everything west of that is like yeah, yeah. And don't you like I said? You got the Susquehanna. You get this beautiful area. I mean, but like I said, there's if you don't like the outdoors, not much else to do in a lot of you small towns. I, I, I kind of want to come visit now, dude. Come, come on up, man. Exactly. I got like six yep. bedrooms, man. I got an extra bedroom right on the side of the wall. Open door. Hey, you must be doing really good, really good on YouTube then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go lift my kayak above my head right now, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh. So um, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about YouTube, um, you, you have your daughter on quite a bit and it was, it's kind of cool because I've kind of watched her grow up you know it's kind of weird I have daughters too and um, I've shared those videos with them to try you know to get them to see you know hey you know other girls do this too man it's cool you know you should definitely and it's it's worked because they've they've come out kayaking with me now too so I, I just wanted to say I you know I think that's really cool that you involve her too and she's got her own nickname uh, yeah. the susky shark right so yeah. No, she I was going to say jelly. 
<laughs> no toast and jelly no <laughs> no not quite but she's a nut yeah I mean, yeah, we drive all over the country to tournaments and fishing. She's got that big shark head. And one time we was driving around a beach in Fort Lauderdale and she's like, we're cranking the little mermaid soundtrack. And she's got that head on, like bobbing her head out the window, right? The freaking St. <laughs> like Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> she's a nut. That's awesome. How old is she? What is she now? She's 15. Yeah, but she's been doing she's been doing tournaments since she was old enough to walk. And then her older sister is like, you know, several years older than her and they look like twins. But uh, so people are getting confused. So Rose uh, started doing a lot of tournaments like, you know, 15 years ago or so. Uh, both of them have done pretty well. And then Rose is the one that started making rod socks. She had Rosie's rod socks, started doing that to make money for college. And now she's away in Utah in college. And, and Lila's, you know lives in the other room over that way. But yeah, whenever I'm out, you know, I guess she'll actually put down video games and, you know, come fish. That's awesome. She usually outfishes me. See, now that I'm a little more experienced of a kayaker and stuff, I'm wanting to get my kids out with me more. You know, my, my daughter, she's been out with me because I got her, her own little kayak. She's 11 and uh got her a little sitting side kayak and uh you know we went out this summer but this year i'm wanting to do a lot more with both of them um you know put my son on my kayak with me and let him ride with me because he's he's six and uh yeah i think that'd be fun and i think that's awesome you know get your daughter out there with you and get them involved and then you know, even inspired them enough to make rod socks to help pay for college. Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. And, yeah. you know, not only involved in fishing, but also help teach, teach responsibility with, you know, that, that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and Lila's love just being out in nature, even if she's not catching any fish. I mean, I have to usually hunt her down. She'll usually go out on the river, find an Island somewhere. And like an hour later, I got to just go find her. Because she's just playing around daydreaming, building like stuff out of sticks in the, you know, she's the type of kid where you could like take her, just throw her in the middle of like Alaska and she'd find her way back in like a month and be like wearing like, you know, you know, animal skins or something. Yeah. Yeah. She's not shy of nature at all. There's definitely been times where when I've taken my daughters out, sometimes fishing is the last thing on their minds. They're playing bumper boats with the kayaks and all sorts of stuff. It kind of makes for tough fishing on my <laughs> time, but, but as I, I still like seeing them have fun and uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time, you know, Hey, why are you casting in the trees? You know, the fish are in the water, that kind of thing, but uh, still fun to get out with them and uh, to share my love. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. So, <laughs> I remember tweet, one time we went out with a pack of like 20 Senkos and um, yeah, they were yumdingers. And by the time we came back, we didn't have too many left because they were hanging all over the place. So no fish. Uh, I think we had a few fish, but no, oh, yeah. 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 You know, you so. said that about uh, bumper boats. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Did, didn't I do that to you at Dale Hollow? <laughs> when we were bumping, it's the same thing. I just can't get away from it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a big child. You know, <laughs> a lot of those things, we'll go fishing. She'll catch a fish early on, and like, there you go. She shot. 
and she just float the rest of the day and just daydream. It's like I mm. caught my fish. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> I have succeeded for the day. That's all. Awesome. I've done it. I can go home now. It's like we're quarter mile down for the ramp. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We've been out here ten minutes. <laughs> she got done now. That it happens. It happens. Yeah. So um, another thing I wanted to ask or talk about a little bit about is um, on your channel a lot. You, um, you you do a lot of product reviews, and sometimes um, you find some really interesting products, some relatively inexpensive products in a wide variety of places. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and uh, kind of some of the cool things you found, um, and maybe some of the silly things that you found as well? I think probably if you if you look at it from coolest to lamest, really, I mean the the coolest probably is when uh, and again I don't I'm not saying I never say people have to go out and spend all their money and send it all overseas to China. It's just kind of me. It's kind of fun to kind of see how much of that stuff's junk. But uh, when you find something, it blows your mind that it's a total knockoff of something and it's actually decent quality. Uh, like when the Whopper Plopper craze first started, as soon as he started making almost like straight up bootleg Whopper Ploppers over there, those are some of the cooler ones that I've seen. Uh, and then they got all sorts of different models of it and stuff. And of course, I feel guilty when I'm buying the stuff and showing it, but I'm mainly showing it to say, hey, you know, you can pay, you know, 250 for an exact replica of a Whopper Plopper but if it actually gets to your house, though. So, uh, I don't know if I got any Whopper ploppers. I don't know. I think I got them all out of the truck. But uh, yeah, they work. Um, actually, do it. So yeah, I mean, you got exact replicas of stuff. I mean, and you're looking at a couple dollars for these things, as opposed to like 15 bucks for some of these lures. I mean, there are these things like you know, there's I find some winners. Once in a while, you find a winner. Uh, most of the stuff's total junk. I found lures, if you time it right, as cheap as like one cent with free shipping. And again, I think what they're trying to do is market it to people that are going to buy them in bulk and they want to give you that, get you hooked like a crack addict or something. So they get you the first one and then you're going to buy more. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, some of those lures, especially the top water stuff, seems to be pretty cool. Uh, I, I tell the story, we've talked about it before. I had the one where I ordered a lure and instead of getting a lure, I got these like glue on eyelashes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And it was all in like Chinese writing or something on it. It was probably toxic. Yeah. I showed <laughs> my daughter, you want this? She's like, Oh heck no. Yeah. <laughs> in the trash. But yeah, it had like this little packet of like oh. super glue looking stuff in it. It was a box and, it, you yeah. should have super glued them onto a hook and seen if they caught a fish. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was scared to take out a box, whatever it was. Um, I ordered a box once for like my daughter's video game stuff or Switch. Looks just like a Switch console box you'd buy at like a you know electronic store, and that thing smelled like I don't know. It smelled like a freaking cigarette factory. I mean, it, it, like, re it like smelled for like six months. You get smelling under the house. <laughs> but it looked nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of the stuff I, I mean, I they some of the company like on AliExpress, the problem is they tell you, okay, you gotta put your complaint in in three months or you lose out your your you know time frames up. And there was one recently where I ordered a a pulse mod a pulse width modulator for a trolling motor, right? 
and I got to uh, like two and a half months or whatever time frame it was. I said, look, this thing never showed up. I was like, oh, it's coming. Just wait a little while. I'm like, dude, my time's up in like a week. So I wrote it back like the last day, and they're like, oh, no, it's too late. There's uh, like, you know, Postman's modulator somewhere, I don't know, in a container in the middle of the Pacific. Right. Or it never got shipped. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, you never got the stuff shipped. But some of this stuff is, you know, I've caught a lot of fish on some of these things. But I, I do put the caveat in there that, you know, I'm not saying, you know, promote the Chinese market over it. And I, but, I mean, the sad thing is I did a couple of videos where I actually went into Walmart trying to find lures that were made in the U.S. And they're all made over there and I, you know, in those same factories. And a lot of this where a lot of the stuff comes from. And yeah. as soon as I put up a video, so I was like, oh, you need to buy American. I'm like show me some of these American lures and I'll buy. I mean, I, I will, but unfortunately a lot of even the big name manufacturers are still getting them from overseas. And again, they don't have all the uh, patent laws over there. So they're bootlegging the stuff. Right. And, and the yeah. way I kind of look at it is, you know, the more money I save um, there, I can spend it on some, cause I like to buy, uh, buy local too, like the small, like I just picked up a bunch of uh, fit lures. And I, um, I know they're, uh, kind of a local company uh, around us that's been doing some good stuff. Um, I got a bunch of stuff for one five three baits, but I also like to, you know, just see. You now, I again, I you have to uh, be careful because um, I ordered this thinking it was going to be a tiny little spinner bait, and you can see it's uh, relatively large. So you never know what you're going to get. Um, so I, I've definitely had some winners and losers as well, but. Uh, it, I, it still doesn't stop me from trying because, again, it's kind of cheap. So if you get something crappy, it's not the end of the world. Um, and sometimes it takes a month to get here. I've gotten stuff quicker, but I've also had stuff take longer before, too. But, uh, again, I think, you know, it saves saves me some money so that I can spend, you know, maybe yeah. a little more elsewhere and not feel as guilty about it. Plus, it's kind of like a surprise when, uh, you know, <laughs> you forget you even ordered it. And a month later, you're like, hey, that had to happen. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, since all the, uh, you know, COVID stuff and everything else, I'll be honest. There's if you I mean, if you had looked at it a year and a half ago and just gone into AliExpress or Wish or eBay, and just typed in fishing and gone to lowest, you know, price. There was a whole lot more on it. I'll tell you, the, the it's not on there like it used to be. And I don't know if it's because of COVID or just the international market or relationships with the U.S., but it's not. There's nowhere near as much stuff on there as there was just a year and a half ago prior to all the stuff going on in the world. Interesting. And yes, definitely no much more. There's my, uh, I don't know, my international business, you know story for us but no i did yeah it's definitely not what it used to be uh, lures that i used to find for like 49 cents are now like a dollar 49 the prices have gone up and there's not as much variety for that stuff from overseas and i think that the sad part is i i don't really understand i'm sure somebody watching this uh knows more about the usps than i do but uh, I mean, from what I understand, kind of like the U.S. Postal Service is probably taking the biggest hit on some of this stuff because you order something again like that, free shipping on it, and you're paying below U.S. wholesale on it, but it's free shipping. You're, you're buying it for less than it would actually cost to ship it. Now, of course, it's coming across here in a big, huge container, but once it gets offloaded off the, off the pork, you know, it's still got to go on a truck and get across here to me and deliver it by hand to my door. And yeah, because of arrangements with the postal service, I mean that 
that's what's hurting the economy. Right. Yeah. So well, I think I can speak for pretty much everybody, especially in the fishing community, when saying like USPS don't know what's going on with USPS. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've heard, I've seen so many complaints where like, yeah, I ordered something from an hour away and it ended up like three, four states away it, before it came back and came to my house. <laughs> yeah, you, you order it yeah, from an hour yeah. away and it goes to like four states away and then comes back. Cause it, yeah. yeah. I ordered a book for my wife for Christmas it, from Delaware. It went to California came back it took over a month to get here so i was like well, I, I ordered this from delaware <laughs> it's crazy I, I you know i have no clue why it went to california first but i was like oh well it's a well-traveled book at this point yeah they need but to learn from amazon a... <laughs> we're not bashing usps just for legal <laughs> yeah we love y'all <laughs> yeah. you're you're trying that you know a for effort yeah <laughs> Um, another cool thing I think uh, that I've seen on your channel a lot is um, when you strap on the, the fish cam and you show what these lures look like underwater. Um, How did you get into using the fish cam? Just another thing to try. And um, that's been pretty cool, especially when you show the fish strikes. That's always I'm always like, hey, look at that. I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, yeah, I'm just a camera junkie and I, I'm surprised I'm not divorced because of it. <laughs> all of a sudden you heard me over here fumbling around with his all cameras hanging on the wall. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm on the, uh, Akuma pro staff, right? So a few years ago they had an arrangement with Waterwolf. Uh, so I started playing around with Waterwolf cameras and I'm like, this stuff's pretty addictive. And then, uh, that arrangement went away and, I uh, got picked up by Go Fish Cam. Uh, so now you're looking at a 1080p HD camera view underwater. It's even got a low light green LED on it. Uh, you can even sync it to your phone and everything. And, and just to heck, just to troll around. And it, the, the, to me, it, the most addictive part, especially on the Susquehanna, is I can take that out and, and troll it around in the river for a couple hours and not realize I'm getting many bites at all, just throwing a swim bait or a, a crankbait behind me. And I actually see a bunch of like all the fish follow, especially muskies. I never thought there were that many muskies in the Susquehanna. I knew there were a lot of them out there, but it just lets you understand it, how many missed strikes you actually get and you have no idea that they were even anywhere near you. Hmm. So, yeah. So when I, I started using it just basically to help test the lures. And as you know, on a Susky, the problem the last couple of years has been they just haven't had clear water to use it. Right. That, that's right. a big challenge with those type of camera systems, but it's, it's an, it's addictive. Just troll that thing behind you. I'm always scared to, to actually cast the thing because I've actually kind of lost one. Uh, <laughs> you hear the pop and it just keep uh, the splash way off in the distance. <laughs> yeah, so I try to troll it with like eighty pound braid. Okay, I was just going to ask what kind of setup you use for that, but uh, yeah, that I figured it was something like that. I wouldn't want to lose them. Yeah, I got I got really heavy duty braid on it with a, a big trolling rod. I just drag it behind the kayak with a motor, and yeah, that's usually what I do because I don't yeah. Yeah, interesting. I, I, yeah. I thought about trying it for that same exact reason, just to see how many fish I'm actually going right over. I'm thinking there's nothing there, but they're there, and you just have no clue. So, yeah, uh, 
at least for my own sanity, if anything, if nothing else, you know, uh, to know that they're there and to, that, that would probably be enough to, you know, not that I'm going to quit, but it, to egg me on a little more. So, yeah, you know, they're there and especially, especially the muskies, that's the coolest thing. And then somewhere you're not really sure what it is, but it, it's a blast. Especially seeing like all the smallies in the river, but it, it's, it's definitely cool. And you could take it out in the salt water, looking at all the stripers, getting out in schools, stripers. It's a blast. So I mean that that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm using the go fish cam. And it's kind of crazy to me that they actually follow it because it is a pretty good sized chunk mm -hmm. of thing floating in the water, and they don't seem to be too bashful about it at all. So, And they'll strike at the camera, especially the muskies. I was up at uh, Shinny and I actually was just playing around there on a floating dock a couple of years ago and had a, I think it was a, might've been a large pike, but it was either a pipe, large pike or a small muskie actually struck the camera, not the lure right next to the dock. Now was one where I was actually casting and just playing around with it. You know, after I was over at five mountain outfitters, and yeah, struck at the camera, not the lure of the camera. Wow. You actually see in the gullet of the fish. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah. And those you see those guys using them offshore too. Seeing like mm -hmm. sailfish and that it's, it's right. cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Where exactly is this camera? Like, is it down by the lure on your line? It's in line above the leader. So you got your lure, you tie it off to a leader. The leader ties into the bottom of the camera and okay. it's kind of a torpedo shape, like a cigar shape. And then that ties to your main line. That is cool. So, yeah. And like, you're just looking, it's a point of view looking like you're actually looking at the lure swimming at the camera like this. And something yeah. comes up behind and grabs it. So you see the fish come up out of nowhere and just grab it. See, I, you know, I haven't seen this, and so when you were first talking about it, I was like, well, maybe he's, like, taking a camera and, like, putting it down in the water off the side of his kayak or something, but no, that right there, you got to get a killer shot with that. I got, I got after we get done with this, I'm going to have to go watch that. Hold on, let me hit here. Sorry, I don't mean to keep jumping up on you guys, but... Uh, <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. I think I got it up here. That's not it. This is, this is, this is. Dang it. I got too many cameras to dig through. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I really do have it here somewhere. Aha. So, there. And I'm not trying to make a sales pitch. But, uh, you got your Go Fish Cam, which is here. So you actually got your lens, then you got your leader, then you got your lure. So you're tying off your main line up here, mm -hmm. and then inside here, you actually put a micro SD card in it. You can hit record on here, start flashing, and then if you're in low light situations, <clears throat> it's got an LED on there too to shine at the lure. Um, and then even if you want to just, you know, float bait or even ice fish. Uh, you got attachments like this that actually fit into it and he actually works as a floater, a float on it and actually works as a big bobber with that on it. That's but awesome. it actually is looking right at your lure. And then this gets strikes too, because it's like a giant black plug. So how much does that thing weigh? Without going on the specs. 
Not, well, not a whole lot. I, I don't know the exact specs on that, but a few ounces. I mean, it's not like a, I mean, it's like a, you know, you figure how much is like a, a GoPro way, probably comparable. So, so you're going to want it on some, like a heavy duty rod and everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. I use a big musky rod or a striper rod with 80 pound braid, tie it straight off to that. I actually use a swivel up here, a uh, big heavy swivel clip, and I clip it off, and then uh, just just a beast of a knot on it. <laughs> and then here, I use a lot smaller uh, leader, lower leader on it. So if I lose, if I snag or get a bite off, I'm not going to lose the camera, but I'll lose yeah. a lure. So I don't like, I don't want to use this because I mean, I mean, I've gotten that snagged on trees and stuff, and I'd rather break it off here than there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why, like in the past. Kind of snapped them casting, <laughs> but this is addictive. This is addictive. Yeah, it's like it's a go fish. I, I, <laughs> I, I might be uh, checking that out. So, because uh, I love the those videos, those are some of my favorites. Just to see, you know, again the multitude of fish that are down there. You know that you never, like you said, you never have a clue how many are actually hitting your bait when you know. So. Now, this past summer was tough on the Susquehanna because the river was so low. Low, right. So there was, like, in the, the doldrums of the summer, I was actually dragging this around, and I'd only see a few carp on it. So it's kind of weird. Sometimes you see a ton of fish, you don't think they're there, and sometimes they go, oh, there's fish here, and there's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the latter. It's usually you sit, there are fish there, and you don't realize it. But right. a few times, like, dang, why was I even fishing there? Right, right. Well, that's good info to have, too. So. Yeah. And it tells you, like, I usually drag the thing along next to, to ledges. That's a lot of fun to see actually how they're actually positioning around a ledge. And, you know, it, it's cool. It's fun. But, yeah, you get on that video and just sit there for hours just watching it. You're like, come on, there's got to be something there. <laughs> you're, like, for hours just watching a lure from the front. <laughs> but, yeah. Cool. So, um I was going to ask you about your favorite ways to fish on the Susky. Uh, you know, what's, what's your go-to lures? I know it probably changes up by time of year, I'm sure. But um, what's some of your favorite ways to, to fish? I'd probably get disowned by most of my friends if I don't say it's a spinnerbait. Okay. Uh, I'm a spinnerbait guy. Uh, yeah, I, for, for smallies, I like to use a smaller style of spinnerbait. Uh, but uh, I'll just throw pretty much any type of spinnerbait for them. Uh, if I'm not throwing a spinnerbait, obviously Cinco's stick baits are perfect for it. Uh, craw baits, uh, grubs. I go old school, just throw a grub once in a while. But uh, my main bait is probably just a spinnerbait until it's until it's they're not moving and active. Uh, probably from late October through the winter into the early spring, hair jigs. So I, I kind of transitioned straight from a spinnerbait to a hair jig. Yep. Uh, I could, if I just had those two lures in my tackle box, I wouldn't have to have anything else for the whole year. That's spinnerbait cool. and hair jig. Or and then dead of winter blade baits. I have not played with blade baits much on the river. I've used them mostly on the lakes around me, but uh, um, mainly because I, you know, was snagging and losing them a lot on the river when I was playing with them. But... I buy them on AliExpress. I, I... <laughs> I have, Sorry. I have started. I have a couple upstairs I could run up and grab. But <laughs> and shameless plug, if you want some American-made hair jigs, you know you can go to jigmasters.com and uh, pick some yeah. up there. 
I yep. was going to say that I just got an <laughs> order of, I got some of those small spinners. Did you see those small spinners on yeah. there? Uh, yeah. I, that, I'd be, I think I'd that's going to be a small smasher. Yeah, absolutely. They're really cool. So among other things, I did get one of those really hairy jigs. It's like, it's got like a crazy amount of hair on it, but. Oh yeah. So you got the My hair jigs are all domestic. I don't have any foreign hair jigs. So okay. I can think of. Most of mine are Mike Reinhold specials uh, that I bought off of him. Uh, yeah. He was actually just on um, uh, the Reel Down uh, representing Central PA for uh, kayak anglers. And um, I've bought uh, quite a few off of him. So um, all mine are as well. So, Well, real quick, Sean, I got to ask you, did you order any of the Jigmasters underspins? Yes. Yes. Hold on. Let me run upstairs. I'll grab them. I'll show you what I got. It's cool. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm not the only one that runs away from the camera. <laughs> it happens from time to time. I'm surrounded by junk in here, and I got to, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so while he's gone, you know, I had a question. You know, yeah. your your YouTube is uh, Fish Yacker. Yeah. Did it, was that the original name you came up with whenever you first started it way back in the day, or did you end up changing it? Alrighty, so. It's I always been got- Fish Yacker. Yeah, since day one yeah i jumped on that yeah it was weird because back then there were still domain names there were a lot of domain names that were still out there and there were a few of us that were just jumping on them but yeah i got i i registered fishyacker.com in like 2005 something like that yeah and then i the channel was, was able to get fishyacker yeah yeah all right, Sean, we're filling the time waiting on you. All right. <laughs> here. So first of all, here's the cool little spinner that I think is going to be a small killer. Ah. Look at that. That's got everything that you want there. It's got the, the marabou and the, the spinner. I think that's going to be money. That's nice. That's actually a really here's big the- spinner. That's actually a really big spinner. It just looks small compared to Sean's giant. No, this is the really big spinner. <laughs> 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 and then, um, so here's the crazy hairy hair jig. Um, so I'm excited to try that too. Um, I got some of the underspins here. Can, I don't know if you can see that. I got gold because I like the gold on the river. I, I, I have better luck with gold. That's what I my PB with. Like, these, these guys, right? Cool. Um, let's see what else do I got. I got this, which is like the swinging head um, spinner bait. Do you see that at all? Brian, yeah, so let me open that one too. I think it's a swing head with a a underspin. Oh, the swimming spin, yeah. So it's got a it's a swim jig with the little underspin, yeah. So the the, it's a free swinging, free swinging underspin. So, yeah, I got some. And lastly, I got some of the the swinging football head thing, uh, so just to try those too. So, yeah, I definitely got a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> Lots of toys. So yeah, Jigmasters guys, check them out. Yeah, see, I, I actually got a big order from them not too long ago. So, and I don't think I've been out since I got that order. So. I have I'm not either. For the <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit to get out and try some of these. 
I have that's the bad thing. When I can't fish, I shop and yeah. that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> uh, I, dude, I, I was terrible when COVID first hit and I was out of work for three months. That I can't tell you how much stuff got ordered off Amazon and wherever <laughs> else. Boredom shopping. I hear you, man. I was, uh, I'm, I'm still the same way. You know, that's why I, I kind of started checking out the AliExpress stuff because then I don't feel quite so guilty when it's five bucks <laughs> instead of twenty. My wife just gets driven nuts when I like she sees like thirty cent charge on a on a checking account, sixty cent charge. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but I'm only spending ten dollars this month. She's like, yeah, but it was like forty seven different, you know, transactions. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Not exactly building up the credit card points, but you know. <laughs> so, well, cool, man. That Yeah, I think um, I'm trying to think of anything else uh, I wanted to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to cover, uh, John, that uh, we haven't talked about? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just here to ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk forever. I mean... Um, I know I wanted to give you a chance to shout out um, all your sponsors, the teams that you're on, because I know you're on quite a few uh, teams of pro staffs and stuff. So I wanted to give you a chance to, you know, uh, definitely shout out your YouTube channel and everything else. Cool. So where can we find you? Well, you can find me online at fishyacker.com or you go to the YouTube fishyacker channel. It's youtube.com slash fishyacker. And uh, yeah, I'm all over Facebook. And Twitter and Instagram too, under John Oost. Oh, I know. Another thing I wanted to talk about was um, that lately you've been doing um, some kind of cool uh, where you stash some prizes <laughs> out, like scavenger hunt. Almost like I'm into. Ge I was into geocaching a lot before fishing oh, yeah. took a lot of my my free time, and so it kind of reminds me of that. So for anybody who doesn't know uh, or uh, hasn't seen it. Uh, he, he likes to, you know, put some swag out basically um, in a place uh, where somebody might be able to look at the video and say, hey, I know that spot and go pick it up. And it, I think it from what I've read, it seems to disappear pretty quickly. Uh, yes. So I think people are getting accustomed to kind of where to look for these things. But I think that's cool. So people will pick up maybe some fish or stickers or other things like that that you leave, maybe some lures and stuff, some some of your uh, treasures that you find on AliExpress and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool as well. <laughs> I can't use them all. <laughs> True. I actually got some pretty cool stuff. I'm going to start stashing out there too. And hopefully it'll start warming up before long, uh, make it a little bit more challenging, but uh, yeah, it was my way to clean up and do some uh, midwinter spring cleaning. Makes me wish I live just a little bit closer to you. I'm like, because every time I'm like, yeah, there's no way it's going to be there by the time I would make it up there. <laughs> Normally, I'm traveling all over the country this time of year, but of course, I work in healthcare. It's my fault. That's how I pay most of the bills. Uh, so I can't travel. Our, our our governor, I'm not getting into politics, of course. So you can't leave Pennsylvania unless you come back with a negative COVID test, you know, or you know, or quarantine for two quarantine weeks. For two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I haven't even been home to Virginia to see my family in over a year, uh, and it's been just crazy. I've been working more than ever my entire life, but uh, I can't, like, get out of the state to do anything, and it's like the frozen tundra here right now. I mean, there's ice on the Susquehanna as of this, as of this morning. There's ice flows. Yep, I saw that video, and I was like, no. Depressing. Yes. So, 
Well, cool, man. Um, and again, um, what kind of pro staffs? And uh, I know New Canoe is one. Uh, you mentioned Akuma. You're still on there. And um, who else are you associated with? Yeah, New Canoe, Akuma, Yak Attack. Uh, it's a number of different sponsors. On obviously, we talked about Go Fish Cam. Uh, but enough. I don't know. <laughs> this is a lot of different companies I've dealt with <laughs> over the years. But the primary ones are, are Akuma, New Canoe, Yak Attack. Uh, and I know like Soft Steel, I'm going to be doing some more stuff with them this year. Uh, Akuma's kind of branched out some more, uh, trying to get their own lure lines out there and, and lines too. So, yeah. Cool, man. Well, well go ahead, Ryan. Do you have anything? No, I was uh, just going to say it's been a pleasure having you on. I'm glad you came on here and talked with us. Uh, we'll have to get you back on here uh, again sometime. We actually talk about like some fishing technique. We we didn't get into that a whole lot. We, uh, well, we we still covered some cool stuff. But <laughs> yeah, just say when I'm. You know, if I'm not at work or on the road, I'm here, and I'm not on the road much anymore until everything slows down. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still looking forward to getting out and fishing with you sometime. If you're ever down in my area, or you know, if I head up that way, you know, let me know. I'm always yeah. looking for uh, new people to fish with. So, absolutely, you're not that far. You're not that yep. far. Come up here anytime, or I'll come down there. Like cool. I said, right now, ice on the river, but right, right. I'll I know some enemies that we can still fish. So it kills me just the amount you catch right from the the dock that you usually or the ramp that you use. I'm like, I have fished at ramps like that a million times, and it seems like every time you go there, you catch something. Yeah, That's I know the fish personally. <laughs> I'm recording a video. Can you like help me out, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I'll like for him or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 20 holes in the lower lip or something. You tell the same fish every day. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks again for coming on here. And uh, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment on the Paddle and Fin Podcast, bringing you the techniques, tricks, and tips to help you rip more lips. Later, y'all. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.